Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. To connect with us, go to www.legacynb.com. Now enjoy this time of prophetic ministry from one of our services. Hey, God is good, is He not? Y'all ready to worship Him? Why don't you stand up with me? We're just in this place to be able to really connect with the heart of the Father. Let me hear you say it, expansion. Expansion. Uh, this is our encounter service, and we'll be moving in time, not just worship, but healing, uh, prophetic ministry. But the word, the word the Lord has really been pressing on my heart this last two weeks is develop and expand. Develop and expand. And it's really important for us to understand that He's developing us to a place where He can expand us as a major influence into the world. And that's not just for Legacy Church, but I'm to bride to a place where she can really expand into the place of influence on the planet. Amen? And so say that includes me. So about a third of y'all were actually convinced of that. If you're born again, say I am. I am. All right, then let me hear you say, that includes me. That includes me. So here's what we got to do. When we come into this place, the Lord makes the way, but we actually have to open our hearts for Him to make a way within us. And it's time for us to be able to fully surrender to all that He has planned for you, not just the basic stuff, not just the foundational stuff, not just getting into the promised land. How many people realize that the promised land had a river that they crossed over, but it wasn't about the river, it was about the land that they were supposed to expand into. See, the Lord's got something for you that's far greater than you've ever experienced before. He wants you to enter into something far greater than you've ever experienced before. And what you have to do is you have to be willing to let him develop your heart of courage, your, your heart of character. But man, it's more than that. It's got to be a heart of intimacy. So why don't you just pray with me right now? Holy Spirit, just come and have your way. You are the way maker. We can't make our own way. And thank you, Jesus, that you came and made a way on the cross for us to enter into the so what you paid for, Jesus. Would you just expand that within us right now? Would you just expand our belief system? Would you expand our belief? Would you expand our faith? Would you just expand our expectation now, God, of what you're going to do this morning, never mind what you're going to do this coming week and the coming months and the coming years? We are a people who are expecting that you are who you say you are. And you always do what you say you're going to do. So come move, Jesus. Come move. Yes. For those that brought in, it's the heavy thing this morning. Lord, you're the way maker. Make the way for miraculous turnaround. For those that carried in an illness or disease or an injury, Lord, make a way. You already made it away on the cross, but make the way inside of our bodies and our hearts right now. So Lord God, there would be the fullness of healing that enters into bodies this morning. For those that carried in a heavy heart, Lord God, heal the broken heart, Lord God. But take us far beyond what we've ever experienced before, Lord God. Everything that you've paid for. So come and have your way right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Let's worship amen. him. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Come on, clap your hands for him. I wasn't going to say something, but the Lord says it's really important to release this. We've seen this about Lazarus, and several weeks ago at the men's breakfast, Stephen brought a really good message about unwrapping the grave clothes. And what I kept seeing is, is that there was people in the room who the stone was rolled back, 
and you began to walk out. And in some, you actually, you actually had use of your hands, but there was these grave clothes that were still wrapped around your head and it was actually constricting your ability to breathe and to speak. And what I saw specifically was unwrapped. Lazarus, he had other people do it, but in this vision as we were singing that last part, I saw Jesus walk up because sometimes there's only things that Jesus can do. And, and I saw him rat, walking up to several people in the room and, and he began to unwrap. He says, hey, let me help you with that. I've already made you alive, but you're still bound up by something. And, and there were several different layers. I saw the labels as they were being pulled off. There was shame being pulled off. There was disappointment in God. a strong disappointment I could just feel it deep in my heart that your heart ached because you did declare and you did stand and yet something didn't go the way you wanted it to and all of a sudden this grave clothes of disappointment wrapped around you restricting your ability to breathe and to speak out in faith And I saw Jesus just grab it. See, I'm just going to remove the disappointment. Yes. See, when it says that Jesus was tempted in every way we're tempted and was without sin, that means that Jesus knew disappointment in others. And he's saying, I made a way for that. fact, he says, I've healed that portion of your heart that disappointment caused that allowed the grave clothes to come. And so what I sense he's doing in this moment, he's removing shame and he's removing disappointment. And that's collectively what us to do in this room right now. Even if you're not dealing with that, there's something about the body of Christ being can actually co-labor with our breath of intimacy. And I just saw this, that collectively, for those it was hard to breathe, and all of a sudden somebody was standing next to you that who could breathe, and as we take a breath in, it's actually going to open up your pathways to be able to receive peace. So it's on the count of three, I want you just to breathe in deep, everyone in the room, everyone walking on the li- watching on the live stream. And I want you to, in your spirit's eye, I want you to imagine Jesus is standing before you and he's just unwrapped the grave, the grave clothes from your mouth. And he's looking you in the eye and he says, now breathe with me, son. Breathe with me, daughter. It's going to be okay. So with that in your mind, let's just do that on the count of three. One, two, three. Deep breath in. And then release it slowly. And just breathe it out. So Holy Spirit, I ask as you're being poured out. Poured down deep into the place that disappointment once occupied. Poured down deep into the place that shame once occupied. 
pour down deep than the place that unbelief once occupied. And would you take a seat in my heart? I'm seated with you, but you're seated with me. Even here on the earth, you're in me. And so we just declare the fullness of what you paid for that allows us to step into belief for greater things. Because, Lord, it was hard to believe for greater things because this other thing had been occupying that place where I would have had to have been wrapped off. But I can actually stand in this place where I can now begin to declare with faith. I can now begin to declare with confidence that I believe in you. I believe in who you are. I believe that you are who you say you are. I believe that you do what you say you're going to do. I believe what you say about me. And I believe that I live in the greatest hour in the history of the world because you are moving in a way in my life, through my life, and around the body of Christ in a way you've never done before. I just declare over you, Legacy Church, the morning season is over. Yes, yes, yes. It's time to break out into the rejoicing. Yes, yes, God. The rejoicing that the one who saved you yes. has actually empowered you yes. to bring that message to the world. Because he's already won it. So say it with me. I believe. I believe. Say it again. I believe. I believe. Jesus, you are who you say you are. Jesus, you are who you say you are. We remember the promises, God, that you have declared and spoken over your people. We remember the Lord, our God, who brought us out of Egypt and brought us out of slavery. We remember the Lord our God who fed the manna, who fed with the quail. What you've done in our lives, we remember the promises that you have declared, that you have spoken. We remember the prophecies, Lord, that you have given to us, the personal promises of the word of the Lord to us, that there would be breakthrough in an area. And Lord, you said it, so we believe it. I just hear the Lord reminding you of what he said, reminding you of the promises that are written in the word of life. Call them up right now, Holy Spirit. Just take a moment right now. I just hear the Lord's invitation. Remember the Lord your God. Remember who I am, not just what I do, not just what I give, but who I am to you. Who am I? to you. We remember God. Yes, Lord. You're the God of the breakthrough. Yes, Lord. You're our healer, God. Yes, you are. You are our provider, Lord. You are our banner, yes, you Lord. Are, God. You are our shepherd, yes. God. You are the lion of Judah. You are our victor. Yes, you are, God. You are our champion. Yes, Lord. yes. You are the way maker. Yes. This is who you are, God. You are father. You are friend. You are lover of our soul, closer than a brother, Jesus. You said it, God. It is done. We agree with your words. I remember, Lord, what you said. And I believe it. You said it is done. You said 
that's enough for me, God, for you to say it is enough. Not by sight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we live by faith and not by sight. But we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. We will see it come to pass. We thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He's good. Amen. He's good. Yeah, let's give him a shout. Let's give him a clap. This is who you are, God. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our worship. You are. You are God. Above all else, we declare your goodness, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Promise keeper. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, Lord. I don't know if you guys are hearing a theme, but I'm going to put some pieces together. You guys can go ahead and be seated if you want for a minute. Here's a firebrand this morning in that middle of that one song because I saw the Lord dropping swords in your hands. I saw him dropping swords in your hands, and there's different people in the room. I'm just going to speak to it. Some of you, it's been a weary battle, and your sword is heavy, and that was the disappointment that Jay was speaking to. But when I sh he shifted and he said, there's not just a sword in your hand, but there's a sword in your mouth. It's what you declare. It's what you speak. It's in your worship, your praise. And as you begin to partner with the words and as you begin to speak the declarations of the Lord, remember, the sword of the Lord is what? The word. It's the word, okay? It's the word. It's our offensive weapon against the enemy. And it's you speaking the name of Jesus, you declaring who he is, you remembering the Lord and those promises. This is what he's saying over you, body. Now, I was going to leave this for the end, and I'm going to start here, and I don't know how I'll end, but I just feel the timing is right right now to release this word. It's a corporate word that's been kind of burning inside of me, and it's about the authority of the believer. The authority of the believer. We have to grow, not who your enemy says, not who other people may say about you behind your back. This is who you are. It's who God says that you are, and that's it, because he said it, and that's enough. But we have to come into the place of the authority. And our feelings are not facts. Our feelings are not facts. Our feelings will come and go and they change all the time. That does not mean we ignore our feelings. Do you hear me? We don't ignore the feelings. The feelings are signs for us to look and follow and go, wait, what is my mind believing in that emotion? So we can cancel the lie of the enemy it's truth that comes to reveal all things and this is how we heal our hearts up is we speak like David did to his soul oh my soul why are you so downcast within me it's like do you not remember who the Lord is that's what we're doing this morning he's chiseling away some things I felt a heaviness in the room when I came in and that was some of the weariness some some weariness some of you in here are warriors of the Lord weariness of battle can happen but sometimes it's because we've tried to go on ahead of the Lord and do the fighting for him when he's the victor he's already won it but we get to come in and partner with him to agree with him in what we're taking you do have to step into the promised land you do have to step into the water for it to part 
And how long did the water stay parted, whether it was out of Egypt or in, out of the Jordan, out of the Red Sea? Whichever water it is that you're in, whatever place of journey that you're in right now, you have to take a step of faith to step in toward the water and see the Lord do something. Okay? Moses told the people, he said, don't grumble, just watch, wait right now, wait, and let's see the Lord come in and see what he's going to do. He was prophesying truth, but it was a, it was a partial thing. Because then God had to come in and correct him and say, no, you raise up the rod that I gave you. You raise it up and you part the waters and you speak that it will do that. He said, I already gave it to you to do and the people had to move forward. And how long did the water stay? Until the very last person came through. Okay? I hear the Lord encouraging you and saying, the season of your promised land is here. But even in the promised land, there are giants to take out. <laughs> you still have to do the thing that the Lord's telling you to do. And it's going to be weird. I'm just going to use the word weird on purpose. Because he's had to get rid of some dignity in me so that I'm just going to be a little weird and probably more weird than I've ever been before. Why? Because I am way more fully free to be me than I ever have before. Why? Because the fire burns away the stuff that doesn't belong. At every place and in every season of, of testing and of trial that you come against, every hardship that you come against, the testing is do you know who your God is and do you know who he says that you are? That's the testing. All of heaven and hell are asking the question, do you know who your God is and do you know who you are? Because once we can, do you hear me? Do you hear me? He is constantly speaking identity over us because we just don't get it yet. We just don't get it yet. And I'm with you. I'm with you on that. He is still chiseling away things in me. Okay, until we all look, act, and smell like Jesus. I say it all the time. Until we're fully into the fullness of who he says that we are. Like we're always going to be on that journey, but that is not a limitation and not an excuse. Oh, but I'm just human, Cindy. No, you're not. No, you're not. You are now spirit. You may have some limitation in the flesh to some degree, but there's no limitation in the kingdom. Because our mind, our mind is literally the mind of Christ. We don't just get to think about the way that he thinks. We actually get to think what he thinks. And it's the authority of the believer. He is waiting. All of heaven and earth, all of creation is groaning for the sons of God to be revealed. Do you hear? Like this, it's time for us to stop being just sons and daughters. But he keeps having to talk about sons and daughters. Oh, my children. Because we've yet to step into, wait, I'm not just a child of God. Yes, that is the, hear me now, hear me, hear me, hear me. That is the one and most precious place of your identity that you must come into. That you are not an orphan. You are a son and a daughter of the Lord Most High. But that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. And many of his children are still acting like orphans in the house of the Lord. When the father's really good. And he's like, what are you doing? This is all yours. Come on, we all know the prodigal story and the older brother. Okay, I'm not going to preach today. Well, I am a little. But, but what, hear what I'm saying, God. This is burning inside of me. The Lord's been saying it over and over. I'm waiting for my sons and daughters to step into the fullness of their identity and their authority so we can take the land. So we can take the land. I'm going to go into here real quick. So, Lord Jesus, 
you're, you're outside of time, so I need the quickest. Declared things holy. They weren't necessarily unholy before he said they were holy. When he made time, it was not unholy. He just decided the seventh day, the Sabbath, was going to be holy and set apart for him. Amen? Okay. So he made time holy, set apart for him. That was the Sabbath. That was the day he rested, not because he was tired, but because he was modeling what it meant to come into intimacy and rest with him. But we can still be productive the other six days, okay? But he made time holy. And then he made land holy. Moses, take off your sandals. This is holy ground. Because he said it. Because <laughs> it was in the place of his presence. The land he made holy. In the tabernacle, and he called the, the workmen to build all the things, the Ark of the Covenant, all of that. He set that apart and made the furniture in the tabernacle holy. And then he called the priests, and he said, you're to be holy as I am holy, perfect, set apart for good use. Okay? He made all those things holy. He declared it holy. What is holy? It's perfect, set apart for him, as God, for God, with God. Like, that's our oneness with him. Do you guys get this? I'm trying to speed this along. Um, I feel like the Lord has been burning inside of me to be able to release a place of authority in the body that says enough is enough. And it's not because we have to be swinging at the enemy all the time. That's where you're weary in battle. It's because you haven't come up, like the song was saying, up seated in heavenly places in Christ where everything is beneath our feet. When we started singing that is when he said, now, Cindy, now, Cindy, now. And some of you guys were looking at me like, what in the world? Who is she? <laughs> There's a sword? Oh, okay. What are you doing, God? What? I don't know. All of you to hear him. Do you know that the prophets of old did not have, all the people did not have that ability. Only the prophets could speak for the Lord. But when he gave you Jesus and the Holy Spirit, all of you can hear and testify to the Spirit. You have been made priests and kings unto our God. And you got a lot of teaching about being a priest. Come on, some of you guys are, you're following me. Some of you guys, I'm not sure. Come on, activate with me here. Do you know you're a priest? What does a priest do? Comes into the Holy of Holies, comes into the presence of God, ministers to the heart of the Lord. What are you doing in worship? You're ministering to the heart of the Lord. You're loving on him, declaring his goodness. And yes, we get the fruit of feeding from that intimacy and that worship, and he ministers back to us just because he's good. But that's not what it's about. It's about worshiping him. But you're a priest, set apart, made holy, to be an intercessor between others who need to connect with him. That's a priest. But what is a king? Ho. What is a king? Ho! A king has to have a domain to rule, land to rule, territory to rule. That's who our king is. He's the king of kings. His way of doing something, 
his domain and his dominion over something. And the declaration of a good king is he's a good provider of the people. Why? Because the people are his greatest resource. You know a good king when you see the people prosper. I think it's an indictment against the body of Christ to some degree when the body of Christ is not prospering the way that our Father wants us to prosper. We ought to be the sign that our Father is really good. I'm okay with money. I don't know about you. I'm okay with money. Why? Because as a righteous person, as a kingdom entrepreneur, I know that I'm going to do things with that money that worldly people are not going to do, or at least I better. That's why he's given it to me. You hear what I'm saying? You're to prosper even as your What's your soul? Mind, will, emotions. All of that's got to be surrendered to the Lord. You've got to come in full and wholehearted. But let me come back to authority and taking territory. This is the word. This is the corporate word I need you to hear, that he needs you to hear. As we step into the fullness of who we are, and I, I know that there may be days where you'll step into a little more than others. Moments will you do it more than others. That's part of the journey, okay? And obey quickly. You want to see breakthrough? Dan McCollum says you're moving at the speed of your own obedience. What did he tell you the last time and have you obeyed and followed through in that? Okay? He's got to take you on this journey. And you may think you're just going to go from point A to point B. And he's like, over here, oh, we may look like we're backtracking to go back over here to pick up something. And then we're going to come back over here. It's a journey. It's a walk with him. It's a oneness with him. But our identity is so important to him because it's time to take territory for the kingdom is advancing. And it's the violent that lay hold of it. It means we're passionate. It means we're fierce. It means we're hungry. It means there's nothing going to hold us back. Do you know the gates of hell will not prevail against? Exactly. The gates of hell. Didn't say the soldiers of hell. Didn't say the demons of hell. Didn't say the spirits of hell. Said the gate supposed to be advancing through the gate to go and take the territory. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are doors open in front of you to take territory. Some of you, it's got to start right here. It's got to start right here. But how long are you going to stay right here? I'm not saying you got to keep coming back to this because you do. you got to keep coming back to this to keep cleaning house, to keep it in order. I don't know about you, but you don't clean your house once and then it's good. Maintenance. <laughs> okay, you don't plant a garden and then, okay, now it's all pretty and good. No, you better do some maintenance or weeds are going to start growing up. And you hear what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a regular journey, but we got to advance out of the elementary things. Paul said we got to come out of the elementary teachings. You know, one of the elementary ones was speaking in tongues and impartation. <sighs> Have we caught on? <laughs> Those are the elementary things. He's like, come on, you guys, come into the stake, not just the milk. It is not just in the four walls of the church house. You are the church, the ecclesia, that's to go out into the world and to establish the territory where you are. Some of you think that you don't have anything else to do. Here I am in my little workplace, in my little neighborhood, in my little job or whatever. You need to start thinking bigger. He's given you the people that you see every day. 
He's given you that boss for a reason. He's given you that coworker. He's given you that employee. He's given you that neighbor that's annoying. He's given you some people in your life for a purpose that you may be Jesus to them. But how do I take territory, Cindy? Well, I'm going to tell you, number one time, make it holy. Set apart time. We do it here. Set apart time for him. We are so distracted. Set apart time for him. And, and if you can do the two hours at a time, wonderful. I bless you. I know there are seasons where you can do that and some who can do more. Some of you, it may be just five minutes here. You know what he can do in five and ten minutes? <laughs> if you'll just give him time. Okay? Land. I'm being very intentional about this one. Because I feel like the Lord is saying it's time to take land. Some of you are buying land. We're buying land as a house. There is time to take, prayed over your home, over your neighborhood. Start going for walks. Start going for walks. Thank you, Jesus. This is my neighborhood. Lord, what are you doing in this house over here? Listen, I don't got to know details and gossip, okay? I don't have to get into everybody's business. The Lord will tell me what to pray. When I'm walking, ooh, there's stuff going on there. Lord, we pray for that. Okay, what's going on over here? Ooh, Lord, I bless that and that. Do you hear what I'm saying? Partner with the Lord in what he's saying. You don't have to go asking them questions and go, is that really going on in your life? You don't have to do that. You just partner with him. You just partner with him. Don't be nosy. But you be partner with him and go, okay, Lord, what is that? What are you releasing right now? What is over this city, God? What do, when people describe New Braunfels, what do they say? When they describe this city, when they describe this place, what are the words coming out of people's mouths? New Braunfels, New Braunfels is a giver land. It's a giver land. There's generosity here. Community and family is very important in New Braunfels. Community is huge here. Now, there are some negative sides to things, just like there are positive sides to things. Guess what? We focus on the positive. We break off the negative, Jesus. But we come into what you are coming, God. We, there is a culture shift that has taken place because the body of Christ has not stepped into authority and walked into those places of position to say this is truth, this is not. This is what we need to do. Moms and dads are finally starting to get into the school board meetings all of a sudden because all hell has to break forth before we step and go, oh, wait a second, I don't know that I want porn in my children's library. Like, this is the time where the church is finally coming to wake up and go, how bad does it have to get before you find out that you're the ones who are called to take territory, not the vocational leaders, you. You are called in wherever your industry is, the things that are burning and passion in you, the gifts that are inside of you, it is time to take authority over the land. Now, I'm going to tell you, some places of land, we and we need to cleanse land. We need to ask the Lord for the sin that's on the land, the things that have been done, and, and especially the things we've done. And ask forgiveness and cleanse those things and cleanse those places. Where we break off, say, I want to sleep well. But B, I'm going to cleanse. And what's in me, God, I deposit and leave angels here on assignment for the next person coming in. Come on, this is, this is, this is what we get to do. This isn't woo-woo, guys. This is authority. Go read your Bible and tell me how many times God talks about land. And he tells people, oh, you know what? I need to talk to you again. I need you to go back to that place, Jacob. I need to take you back to that other little place over there so I can talk with you differently. Why? Because there are some places in territory and a land, God has to come back and redig that well of whatever that is. He's taking you on a journey right now. I'm speaking to you individually. Hear me. I hope you're hearing this. 
lots of territory. I, I challenge you and encourage you. We did this before as a, as a body, but I challenge and encourage you to go back to the day of your birth and any story that you were ever told and just walk with the Lord. Write a timeline. Okay. My younger years, where I lived in that city, what happened in my family, okay, and then heal. Who do I need to forgive? What? Come on, you guys. Are you walking with me? Here goes middle school. Come on. No one can pay us. Go back to middle school. So middle school, high school, college, whatever it is, the different, your marriage, maybe two or three marriages, I don't know. Listen, there's no condemnation in Christ, but there are, there's a road and a journey that you have been on for a reason, and he's trying to get you to look back so that you can learn what he did. Remember the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, who brought you out of slavery, who's walking you into the next place of the promised land. They were wandering for 40 years, and they didn't have to. They didn't have to. But when he took them out and went in to take the promised land, what did he tell them all? They had to walk the land. They had to look at that wall and go, this city is going to be ours. This city is going to be the Lord's. They were praying. They were walking. They were going all the way around. And then they had to do what? They had to break camp, set up, sleep for the night, break it again up, come Okay, now we got to walk again. Doesn't look like an army strategy, Jesus. Lord, and we follow and we obey even if it looks stupid. But he had to teach them not to grumble and talk bad about their leaders and Moses and Joshua and whoever. They grumbled. You remember? They grumbled against Moses. They grumbled against, what did you do? Bring us out of there for nothing? Like, we, we're better off going back. He had to teach them how to steward their own hearts and their mouths and their minds so that they would shut up and they would listen to the Lord and they would walk and they would go, this is our land. This is our land. This is going to be yours, Lord. Those, I don't know how this is going to happen. I mean, I can just imagine all the things I was thinking of. How are we, how are we all going to just, are we just going to barge through the front gate? I don't know. But we're going to listen to the Lord and we're going to pray and declare the thing. And you know what he, and then he said? The last time he said, now, seven do in this fight. But it is all going to be him. Because when you're spent, when you've got nothing left, when you are fully surrendered to him is when he will come in. But you know what he said to do? I need you to partner with me with a shout. With a shout. With your mouth. You just shout. I mean, some of you guys are so can do is go, oh. Come on. This is what he's shifting inside of us, you guys. Now, I know not all of you are as loud or as passionate maybe as I am. I know I'm intense. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord is intense about this for us. He's like, will you see what I see? Will you say what I say? Will you stop hesitating? He is breaking off fear more than I have ever seen before. Fear of man. Fear of rejection. Come on. If there's any little level still there, do you know he's going to root it out? He's going to use anything and everything, and especially if you've ever given him permission. Come on, you asked. He's going to deliver. So we stay low, we stay humble, we stay close to his heart. But when he says, rise up and shout, you've got to shout, Tori, this belongs to the Lord. It is not arrogance, that is confidence. It's confidence and it's full humility because I know I can't do anything of my own. It's going to have to be him. He's the God of the impossible. That's what we were singing today. He's the way maker. He's Christus Victor. He's the champion.
but there is a sword in your hand. I'm going to repeat it again. There is a sword in your hand. Learn to wield it. But you've got to start with the tongue to speak what he has already declared and said. Amen. Okay, so Father, just agree with me right now. Father, I thank you for the word that you have released right now. Father, I ask that it would penetrate to the deepest of places, God, that it would go deep into the soil of our hearts and our minds, Lord, as we say yes to you, Father. And we will take the places to love and influence the people that you've given to us to influence and to love well. Lord, I ask that you give very specific direction and clarity. Lord, I thank you that fear is the door we walk through to get to the other side. The gates of hell, fear and shame will no longer bind us and keep us on the other side. I thank you, Lord, that you are severing right now any and all attachments and devices and assignments that the enemy has used over your people, Lord. I thank you that you're breaking off right now fear and shame and hesitation. Lord, I thank you that we are your people and we will be known, God, as lovers of God, lovers that we represent you well, Father, a good king, a good father. I thank you that you're working within the soil of our hearts, Lord, the soil of adversity. You're growing up the fruit of the Spirit. You're maturing the fruit of the Spirit. Because thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We say yes to you. Just thank him right now. Thank you, God. We say yes to you, Lord, whatever it looks like, God. Whatever it looks like, whatever price I have to pay, Lord, it's all for you. Amen. Now, there is a teaching that I have online on our website that's called Cleansing Land and Time. I did a whole series a little, uh, on the courts of heaven and stuff, too, about your authority and your prayer life. Do you know your prayer life is really important? It starts there. It starts with your conversation with the Lord, but it's not just speaking to the Lord. It's hearing him as well. Amen. So we're going to go right now into a time of healing. I'm going to ask everybody who needs a physical healing for you to stand up right now. We're just going to go after healing. This is our encounter service. The last Sunday of the month, we intentionally go after specific ministries. One of those is healing. We believe it's for today. We prayed about it, but we got to have room for it. We can't just pray about or sing about it and pray about it and then actually give space for God to actually do something. If you need a physical healing in your body, I need you to stand up right now. Don't be shy. Come on. Okay, now I did get a couple different words of knowledge. One is about arthritis in the hands. If you have arthritis in the hands and that's you, please stand and wave. If there's something going on there, okay, we've got two people over there, three maybe, four, okay, five, okay. Thank you, Jesus. You're healing arthritis in the hands. Just by that word of knowledge, we thank you. There's also osteoporosis in the hip, specifically um, in the hip. Does anybody have that, osteoporosis or a locked hip or something? I heard the word locked when you gave it, so something like that. Okay, so we have another one there. Okay, good. Thank you, Jesus. All right, thank you, Lord. Okay, so everybody else, you're the ministry team, so look around to who's standing. Okay, and I want you to reach out, go get up and go to the people who are standing who need a physical healing. And we're just going to pray very simple prayers. Tell us what's needed to be healed. We're going to come into agreement and pray for your fullness of your healing. We don't have to ask or beg God, but we declare and decree an agreement for the healing that is needed. So let's all find someone to love on and just be a conduit of healing. We thank you, Lord, that you to go in Jesus' name. Everything out of alignment must come into alignment right now in the name of Jesus. All pain go right now in Jesus' name. Migraines go right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. He's healing ADD right now. I hear that he's healing. 
We heal the mind right now. Thank you, Jesus. As you're rewiring things going on in the brain right now for clarity and focus, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All pain go right now in Jesus' name. All inflammation must go right now in Jesus' name. All inflammation go, all pain go. Thank you, Lord. Let your fire fall. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now test it out. Test it out. Do something maybe you couldn't do before. See if there's a shift. I know some things have to be tested in other ways, but just test it out. If God's moving or if you got a healing, I need you to wave at me. If God's moving or healing, I need you to wave Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, now even Jesus prayed twice. If nothing shifted or moved, let's pray again. Pray a second prayer. Keep it short. Keep it brief. We command the pain to go in Jesus' name. We release healing right now. Thank you, Lord. We break off all pain, all swelling, all inflammation must go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Joints be loosened. Muscle tension be loosened. Ligaments be reformed and recreated. God, I release creative miracles right now where there needs to be cartilage and ligaments in Jesus' name. The bursa in the spine to come into alignment. All swelling and inflammation go in Jesus' name. Surgeries canceled in the name of Jesus. They're no longer needed. God, because you're doing something right now. We thank you, Lord. Creative miracles. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. Okay, let's test it out again. Test it out. Let's see. Is there anything you couldn't do before? Try it again. That's a step of faith. A step of faith is to try to do something. If you couldn't raise your arm before, go ahead and raise your arm. If any place that's got the arthritis, go ahead and test it out. Okay, let God, if you felt like God healed you, if he touched you in some way, wave at me. Okay, let's all stop prayers for a moment, please. Thank you, guys. Eyes on me, please. Okay, so test it out now. We need to test it out. You guys know we don't have to pray for two hours over somebody for healing. God can do it. That's not us. It's not our prayers as much as it is us partnering with him in prayer. So test it out right now. And you guys wave at me. Did God heal anybody? If you got complete healing, I want to see this, two arms in the sky like this. If, if you know there's movement and there's been some healing, wave one hand at me. Okay. Now keep your arm up for me, please. One hand up. Don't give up on it just being that one little bitty step. Just keep, ten, keep contending for it. Thank you, God. Thank him that he has given you that movement. We want it to 100% all the way, God. We're stepping into that healing. It's not done and over, okay? It's just beginning. If you just have the one hand up. Does anybody have complete healing, all pain going, couldn't do what you did before? Give me two hands up in the sky. Two hands? Okay. Why do we do this? Why do we do this? We have an expectation for more. We have an expectation for more. And every time we know God's doing something and moving, it becomes a testimony that builds faith in the room. What would you have done if you saw every hand in here raised? Do you know what's happening? It's happening in meetings where every single person in the room is healed. 
It's happened in history. It's happening now. I'm just telling you, it's happening. Faith in the room rises as we do these. This is why we do these kinds of steps and do it is because, so don't just like, oh, yeah, I think maybe. No, if something actually happened and you might have been like a level eight in pain, yeah, I'm feeling better. I'll, I'll by faith will wave my hand. Don't do that, okay? Like, if he did it, do it. Now, I'm okay with you stepping into faith, but when we ask for the testimony, it's important that we step into the testimony because we're like, I know God's doing something, and so guess what? I'm grabbing hold of it, even if it's a partial, but why do we do the full? And, and your brain goes, what? While everything in your spirit goes, oh, my gosh, okay? That's what we're contending for. How many of you believe that that's possible? We were just singing about it. We were singing about it, okay? So that's what we want to go after. We want to go after the fullness. That's why we set apart the time to be able to do that. We believe in it. We can't just say it and not, not participate in it. So thank you for being part of the ministry team because that is who you are. You're all, you're all a part of the ministry team. Now, we may have other people who are designated and volunteering to actually be part of altar team or different things like that. You're invited to constantly serve and participate in those things. But this is the entire body's work. Okay, this is who you all are supposed to be. Okay, so I just impart that stranger in the grocery store, whatever it is, stop. Ask, hey, what happened? Can I pray for you? It's a simple prayer. Okay, you honor the person. Let's go out and do the stuff, guys. This is what the Lord means by taking territory, and especially in an area of healing. Amen. Jay? I'm going to call, call up our leadership team right now. Catherine, come on up as well. How's everybody doing this morning? Good? So one of the things that we're talking about as an expansion is that what does the Lord call us into? And it's not just about land, it's also about people. And so the prayer that we've been praying for a number of years is, okay, Lord, bring in people who are already healed up, trained up, and are ready and carry a, a, their own anointing for this time in this season. And we've been watching as the Lord's done that. Um, one of the greatest joys of my life has been, it's, we always talk about family and the church's family, but today we get to lay hands on somebody who actually is my family. He's my brother-in-law, and uh, Stephen has already been serving as our men's director, but minish the role of what our directors do. We just ask the question: Is who's called to, to be licensed or ordained towards to actually having a title, and moving in as a pastor within the church body? And so that way, the whole scripture says, "Don't lay hands on too early." But you can also you can empower people. So we've empowered a lot of our directors for that. Well, it was very obvious at the beginning of this year that the Lord was going to bring in a men's pastor who carried a stature of his own, but also was linked with me in a way of heart for the kingdom. And uh, when I first met Stephen a little over 10 years ago, it's been, how long have I been married now? 11 years now, yeah. Um, I actually was able to do their, their ceremony. Um, immediately, I knew that we were linked up for something. Stephen said he heard the word destiny about the way we were supposed to run together. But it took 10 years in order for that to play itself out. And family relationship, it was family first, got to know one another, love one another, harass one another as brothers do, uh, and then walk through this process until last year when the Lord says, it's time to shift. And the Lord took what the enemy meant for evil, which in law passed away. Stephen was in the hospital with a double pneumonia uh, on death's door as well. And there's that moment the Lord entered into the hospital room and said, hey, is it time to activate? Is it time, just to use the language Cindy was using, it's time to start taking your territory, what I created you for. And then from that moment, I've watched him step fully into that mantle of who he was meant to be. 
And so when I was asking the Lord earlier this year, like, is it time to be able to lay hands on him to, to license him as a pastor? And he says, not quite yet. And the reason he says not quite yet wasn't because he wasn't ready, but it was going to be so important for the body of the, the church body to see him in the same light that we already knew about him. And he's really been shepherding and pastoring the men in a way that's been fantastic. There's all kinds of incredible fruit. We had 20 guys or something like that yesterday shooting skeet having a really good time, and Jesus was in the middle of it. And then there's Wednesday night on the Men's Bibles, Burgers, and Bros with Stephen and, and Rob has been an amazing job, and there's been this fruit that's been happening in the community of the men, and then Stephen just started something on Friday morning, responding to the call that's on your life. When we say this is an apostolic house, an apostolic house doesn't make it about a singular leader. It makes it about who is God bringing in and establishing into places of authority to be able to really equip the saints for the work of ministry. So it requires much more than just one person. And we've stewarded that now as a church for over 15 years. Now we're really about to start stepping into a next level. And so I just tell you this, is what you're representing is, is you're re representing the men after God's own heart. You represent like King David. You are a king. And so he kept talking about, like, no, you're already a king. You operate like a king. You're operating like a priest in the, in the police department. I'll let you share a testament on that if you want to. But I, just, I believe what's, what's going to happen is I heard like the Pied Piper is that as you begin to stand up and march to the beat of his heart, I saw behind you families begin to line up behind you. And what it was is because the impact you have on fathers and sons and brothers and uncles, like little boys who had been lining up once within the men's ministry, and all of a sudden they morphed into full-grown men. I saw David's mighty men. You know the impact you're going to have is not just in this church, it's not just in this city, it's a worldwide impact. It's, not, it's nothing new to you, but it's going to be new to them because they haven't heard the words that have been spoken over your heart, the things that you've stewarded for years in the quiet place. And hear the Lord say, now, almighty oh man, now, when you thought it was robbed, it was never robbed. The Lord says, no, I was actually taking what the enemy meant for evil so I could sow into you something that is far greater than you would have done even 15 years ago or 20 years ago. And so we just want you to step forward. And we're just going to lay hands on Stephen. Team, come on around him. And I'm just going to ask you as a family, extend out a hand of blessing over to him. So Stephen Dow, I just anoint these hands that are both hands that build, but hands that heal and hands that protect. I just anoint your feet that everywhere you step is the territory the Lord has given you. And I also anoint your heart now. And more than anything else, I call out what's in your heart to rise to a place of prominence for all to see because you carry the Father's heart. And as it's on display, he is on display, and orphans will become sons. And as it's on display, I just see there's those sons who will become fathers. And then I also see that there's going to be fathers who will become friends of God that will do the un, uh, what was previously thought undoable. So we just anoint you now as a pastor of this house. The men, over the men as a shepherd, to co-labor, to speak. 
you have the full authority of grab a mic in the middle of worship and say, I think God's going here because I trust you. Because the Father trusts you. And so I just declare, come Holy Spirit right now. Smear him, Lord God, with the power of your love. Lord, just release the mantle. And I just see it's the it's it's just literally it's the it's the crown. I hear I I hear all hail King Jesus, but here's his son, Stephen, first of his name. A man of the kingdom realm, defender of the weak. Father to the fatherless. Empower of the powerless. Healer of the broken. You carry that kingdom mandate. So come Holy Spirit now. And with everything that I carry, that God's granted me, I release to you. I just impart it to you now. More. More. Come, Holy Spirit. We honor you and what you're doing in Stephen's heart and life right now. But we recognize now that a father has taken his place in this house. And we just say, declare everything you put your hand to will multiply. Not just bear fruit. It will multiply into multiple generations. Everywhere you step foot, it will actually bring the fault lines in the earth and the land. It will bring what's at fault back in faultness. I just see it right now that you're walking into and it keeps shifting and the land's unstable because it keeps shifting and I see you walking onto the land and suddenly that fault line is healed up and it's no longer shakable land because the kingdom is established there. Let me just declare it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, so God's so good. I want to finish before we finish. What we're going to do is just because God was doing some unique things, our prophetic ministry team is still going to be available. But what we're just going to do is because we want to honor, you're talking about making time holy, we want to honor your time. Those who'd also register for the membership class, we'll be having that after service as well. But if, if you would like to receive a prophetic ministry, our prophetic team will be over here after service as much as some of our regular ones who need healing. Uh, ministry team, you can come up as well, but make sure you come here afterwards. But what I do want to talk to you about real quick, about that we're called to develop and occupy. Let me hear you say develop. Everything Cindy talked about is how do you let the Lord develop you into who he created you to be. What's interesting, not yet there, but it's in the process. That's why it's so evil to actually kill a baby even at the moment of conception is because it's stopping the development of what God is moving into purpose. And the enemies tried to actually abort the church for numerous times throughout history and because he wants to stop what the Lord would do through a body or a bride of Christ, sons and daughters, who would actually would take territory in the land and actually transform the land. 
And what we have to do is everything Cindy talked about is we have to put ourselves into position to be developed so we can expand. And what happens in a mama's belly is that baby begins to grow. She begins to expand because there's something that's coming in order to be able to give birth to a new life. And even coming out of the womb, what happens? That child begins to continue to expand. What happens over the course of your life? You continue to expand. Now, sometimes it's because we eat too much food and we expand, but I'm just talking about as you grow in maturity, what are you doing? Your mind expands, right? Your heart expands. Your understanding expands. One of the number one things that we are called to do as a church form people to be in 2007 was actually to develop people, transform people, to be able to help to train and equip people to step into the fullness of becoming a saint in God, to becoming one who would actually transform their own city. And the Lord began to speak to me uh, recently, and, and when we had Richard and Sylvia with us last week, they were absolutely amazing. Richard was telling me a story. They actually run, and started and run the Austin School for Supernatural Ministry up in Round Rock. And coming into uh, the summer, I had lunch with their director, Alex Morales, who's an amazing uh, leader as well. And both Alex and Richard told me, the Lord began to challenge them and say, you guys have done amazing with train and equip, train and equip. That was a part of it. But what you have to add to your repertoire is develop. And it really began to resonate inside of my heart because that's really what I felt like the Lord had been doing. And we've actually got a lot of people who, who have taken that train, that equipping, and are taken to the streets and using it. But here's the thing, unless you're able to be developed into character, if you're, unless you're able to be developed rather than a whole person who knows who they are, who's trained and equipped to bring transformation. Orphans reproduce orphans, but fathers and mothers reproduce fathers and mothers. And so what we're doing in this place, in this house, is much more than just training people for supernatural ministry. It's much more than that. It's actually developing the whole person, and that's the call that we have. The reason I'm telling you this is I want you to understand what we're building as we move forward. When I sat down with our architect, I said this. I said, you understand, because he carries the words. They know the words that we, we, the prophetic words about this house. We'd be a house of healing. We'd be a training and equipping house. We would do all these things. They were with us when we began to launch the Kingdom Resource Center, which was a separate training and equipping uh, center to be able to really see this region transformed. And I said, as you design the church building, I don't want you designing a church building. I want you to design a hub. I want you to design a place that's actually going to facilitate everything that we're called to do, which is for the transformation of the city. The transformation will allow us to train multiple people, multiple groups of people, multiple levels of people where they're at in their maturity, multiple assignments, people called the business, people called the education, people called the family, all those different areas. We need to be able to train and equip them at the same time. These are some of the things that we're trying to be able to build into what we're doing because the moment we occupy and take the land, it begins. And so this word began to come over. This last week I had a really good friend that reached out and said, hey, um, I've been praying for the land and here's what the, I felt was put on my heart. And it was so good because it caused me to go back to the Lord and say, hey, I want some clarity before we march in because we're in this window that we can close. The latest we'll close is December 15th, somewhere around there. I don't want to wait till December 15th to close. The bank is ready for us to close pretty much now. I don't want to wait till then. And so I was like started to press in. We're in this, this due diligence time where we're not just have a contract on the land, but Lord, what are you saying about the land? 
What are you saying about us as we take this place? And the Lord began to take, expand out your influence, begin to put this expansion. And I was like, well, Lord, that's good. He says, you're supposed to expand your tent pegs, but you can't expand it any more than you've done here. Both in the natural realm, we have no more room here. But also within the city, this place is limiting us on the ability for us to stretch out our tent pegs, which is people, by the way. It's not about programs. It's about people. As far and as wide as we're supposed to do over the planet, not just this region, over the planet. And he says, so therefore, I'm going to give you a land. And then that land, as you occupy the land, and as the legacy family buys the land, buys into the vision, but tangibly brings the gifts to buy the land, what's going to happen is, is I'm actually going to build what you didn't build. I'm going to bring in other outside gifts. I'm going to bring some stuff that's actually going to bring you to a place where you're not having to carry a note over a long haul. But the first step is this. The family's got to say, that's our land. We're all in on that land. You know, do you know that there was 12 tribes that came into the promised land? Some of those tribes, the land that was allotted to them was at the very end of the promised land. It was going to take years before they actually could get and stand and occupy the land that was theirs. But what they had to do in the beginning stages of it is help the, the first tribe get their land, the second tribe get their land, the third tribe. As they began to expand in the land, what happened was is now finally they got to the place where this is their territory. And what I felt like the Lord says this is we, we've been in this place where we've made relationships up and down the region in the corridor. And the Lord says, because you've helped others to take their territory, it's time to take your territory. It's time to take your land. Not, not hope deferred for a long time, maybe you'll get it somewhere. I was comfortable doing whatever he wanted to do whenever he said to do it. I'm, I'm comfortable laying it down. I'll share this story another time for those that don't know. But it was even 2017. Uh, the, the Lord says that I was supposed to apply for a, a pastorship in Florida because my spiritual papa said, on the flip side of it was this. I learned to lay this place down. I learned to lay these people down. I learned to lay down the land and the assignments and all the prophetic words I had about Texas, saying, Lord, it's not about what I think I'm supposed to do. It's what you say I'm doing. I will lay it down so I can follow you. Just like Abraham. Go to land that you don't know. And in that process, because the Lord says, because you're willing to lay it down, now you can actually fully inherit it because it will never own you. You will own it. And I'm telling you, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. It's not about my family. Can you understand this? But the Lord says, be bold about prophetic promises. My family goes back to the founding of the city at three separate family members that were at the signing of the charter of the city. I know this is my land. This is my city. This is my county. This is my region. God gave this land to my family to actually expand the kingdom five generations before I was born. What about you? If you're newly moved here, let me tell you, God gave you this land long before you moved here because he knew he was going to move you here to be part of a process that would literally see the transformation of his city in a region that would reverberate around the world. I love telling testimonies about what's happening in Iran right now. 
God, the church is exploding in Iran. As much as there's been persecution, there's been explosion of the body of Christ in Iran. There's been explosion of the body of Christ in the kingdom in China. I love telling about those testimonies. But let me tell you what, it's not that I'm jealous of that, but I'm saying, but why not here? The work's not done yet. It's time. It's time to occupy the land. I remember when I told you about the land, I said, we're not going to do some weird building campaign. What I meant by that, we weren't going to hire an outside company to tell you that you had to give to a project and do this and this and this. Like, that's, like, that's not family. That's, that's a weird side of business. It's not even really kingdom business. But what I am here to tell you is this. Every one of you has a gift inside of you. Every one of you has something inside of you that the Lord is going to put in your hand that's going to sow into this. And whether it's the widow's mite or it's a million dollars, it doesn't really matter. He's going to put something in your hand to sow in this that's going to allow us to where every person, no matter what they gave or didn't give, is able to fully occupy the land and then allows us to move forward and build in the building and actually see this place transformed. Does that make sense? So, Chris, go ahead and give me that next, uh, the first slide. So, just for, for context of where we're building, if y'all understand where that's at, Psalms Road here, there's the pilot truck stop at Loop 337 in Ruckel. We're, right now, our building is just a little bit further north of that. And there's Morningside Elementary. We're directly across the street from Morningside Elementary. It's very strategic. That's the first place Kelly and I lived, talking about land that, when we first came to, to New Braunfels. And then, of course, we move somewhere else. But the Lord's taken us back to a place where we've already had uh, past success. Give me the next one, Chris. Just for a directional. You can see up on the top right, that's where we're at now. Literally, you're talking about three miles from here. So if you've been concerned about, man, it's going to add a bunch of miles to your drive. No, it's not. For some of you, it'll be quicker and slower because you won't have to get off the highway. You'll just continue to go on. This is why I wanted to show you this too, though. But one of our words, actually one of the words that's been repeated umpteen thousand times has been, you're a church of the corridor. You're going to build off of the corridor, meaning I-35. Some of the land that we looked at over this last five, six years, there were some opportunities that would have taken us 20, 30 minutes off of the highway. 15 minutes, 10 minutes, but the, the point of it, it would have taken us off of I-35, and there were some good opportunities, but the Lord had told me, you have to learn how to say no to good so you can say yes to what I'm telling you to do, and I kept telling people, I'm like, no, we're supposed to be on 35, and what I heard was, well, you know how expensive it is to be right off of I-35, and I said, but I understand that if God's going to give it us, it won't matter what the expense is. He's going to pay for it. We just have to understand he's calling us. We're not going to compromise that we're going to be a, a refinery. We're going to be a hub on I-35. Before I go much further, let me just tell you this story. In 2016, I was in Singapore and Bangkok. Actually, Bangkok first with a trip for Global Awakening. Randy Clark and Bill Johnson laid hands on us before we went to minister that night. I went into an open vision. In that open vision, I was sitting in a lawn chair. It looked like West Texas. Now I'm going to say it's this land. And about 100 yards from me was an oil geyser that was spurting out of the water, ground. And it was shooting 100, yards, 100 feet in the air. It was dripping on top of me. I still, this morning, I felt the, I felt the raw crude in my hair. So one of the reasons I kept sitting down earlier on is I, I felt the weight of the crude oil, raw oil that sprayed down, it's coming in my hair. And after looking, I asked the Lord, so before him came driving onto the oil field. Now, if you understand anything in the story, 
the oil well was active. Let me hear you say active. It wasn't a well that, well that needed to be redrilled because it had dried up. It didn't need to be fracked. It didn't need any of that stuff. It was a live, active well that was putting out good oil. But the Lord says, I've got something greater. And so this drilling platform comes out. And if this is the size of the shaft, the, the bit was exponentially bigger than it. And it began to redrill that original well. And then all of a sudden, I saw like on the iPad, it was a cross section where I could see the prog progress as it's going down. And as it went down, it kind of zoomed out, and I could see the reservoir that that oil well had been tapped into. It zoomed out again, and suddenly I could begin to identify across the planet places of current revival and past revivals. Like, oh man, there's Toronto. Oh, there is Brownsville. Oh, there is, is Reading. Oh, there is Azusa Street. Oh, there is the Welsh Revival. Oh, there's a first and second great awakening. Like, I could see it. I knew it. And they have those individual reservoirs it expanded out again, and I could see a worldwide reservoir. And it continued to go deeper and deeper and deeper. The moment all those wells simultaneously across the planet touched that new reservoir, I saw like the Alaska pipeline being laid up and down I-35 corridor. And refineries began to spring up all up and down the corridor. Well, I understand that. You're taking raw crude out of the ground. You have to have a refinery in order to be able to have it something that's usable. And I asked the Lord, I get the concept. We're all drawing from the same source. We're refining your oil. Why the pipeline? If we're all drawing from the same source, why is the pipeline necessary? And he said this, because each of my refinery places, my places of outpouring, they refine the oil only according to their calling. But it's not the fullness of how I refine my oil. You have to learn to exchange it between one another in order to be able to have the fullness of what I'm doing in the season. So it's not going to be just one place. It won't be about that. I, I recognize the refining in your life. I need to have the oil that's in your life because it's not my life. I need to see how you process the Bible. I need to see how you process the Holy Spirit. And together we bring this thing together and all of a sudden what happens is we have the fullness of the end time harvest. That's what this represents. What are we building? Step one a refinery. We've been building the refinery here and we've got great oil. We've got great oil. But he's saying it's time to expand your land and your territory. Go to the next one. So just for context, on the one on the left, obviously, is near the very front of the property, property looking back, towards the back. The one on the right is at the top of that hill it's looking back towards this first picture. What you can't see behind here is another building that's, that'll be a perfect place for us to have some men's events, youth events, things like that right off the bat. We will mow that thing down and rebuild on our note. It's an owner-occupied note, not a raw land note. And if you understand what that means, it's, it's the, I mean, God's blessing. He planted a building that we did not build in order for us to get the most favorable terms possible, even though we're not going to keep that building for the long haul. And the land behind there goes at least another 75 yards behind that building. So it's a long stretch. Give me that next one, Chris. That'll kind of give you an idea of the overview. This is a topographic of the building. So you can see where that one building is. I think this thing's got a laser. I never use the laser. Uh, there we go. So you can see right here, that's where I took that one picture back here. So it goes further back than that. This is all solid ground. All right. 
where we're looking to build is first is like all this is like a soccer field. We're going to build the parking lot down here. We're going to start building the building here. We'll have offices and everything, uh, training equipping center all kind of coming back through here. Eventually, phase two down here, we're reserving this for a coffee shop. You know why? Because we're supposed to reach our community, and there's nothing like it on the south part of New Braunfels. And some people aren't. I love OTG, but not everybody wants to go through OTG. Sometimes they need a place to chill and sit and enjoy company. And so we're going to build a coffee shop that's actually going to be a ministry house. We've got some names coming up. We we're not going to put a survey out there like that, but I think it's going to be holy grounds. So just kind of tell you out there, two very wise people in my life said, I think it ought to be holy grounds, and we're going to say it's holy grounds. Because you're coming on, whether you're drinking holy grounds or you're stepping on the territory, you've come on holy ground, okay? And so just I want you to understand kind of some context of what we're going to be building into. Over here, if you're familiar with the Sheriff's Posse, that's a rodeo arena, now, look, I'm just throwing this out there. If you're from the Sheriff's Posse, come talk to me afterwards. But we feel like there's going to be opportunity to be able to acquire. There's 21 acres all over here. They're only using a handful of it, all the, the trailers and stuff like that park right there. So there's lots of land and opportunity. We're not landlocked right now by any stretch of the imagination. We're building a relationship with the people on the left, the right, and behind us. It's not too far of a stretch before you get to the I-35, uh, uh, what do you call it, access road. So there's good opportunity for what we're doing. Give me the next one, please. So here's what you got to know. 6.49 acres. It was listed at $1,090,000. It's appraised for that, which is a good deal. We purchased it for $990,000. So we got a deal on the deal. Down payment, $198,000. So the loan amount we're looking at is $792,000. The estimated phase one building will, will probably be around $4 million. You know, the price of steel and all that stuff. I'll just tell you this. We have an amazing lead somebody that's willing to uh, potentially donate tens of thousands of dollars of steel towards a project. God, like God's already beginning to provide for this. That phase one initial is going to be 500-seat sanctuary classrooms, offices, and a prayer chapel. The one thing I know that we're supposed to have is a place, regardless if the rest of the building is open, you can come and you can pray. If we're going to stake our lot in that ground, that's going to be the headwaters of the actual oil refinery is going to be that thing too in terms of my what the lord was showing i said lord what's the greatest we could build on there which is would be 800 seats there's enough land for parking for us to do an 800 seat auditorium somebody says well gosh you think you're going to be a mega church i don't care if i'm a mega church or not what i am told though is that we're supposed to be a resource center for the community and so sometimes when conferences come through town or like symphonies and stuff like that guess where they're going they're going to austin they're going to San Antonio. Maybe they're going to San Marcos. There's no place in here that has an 800-seat facility that's actually open to be able to facilitate some of those things. And so imagine now some of those things and opportunities coming into our church building where we're able to say, hey, the anointing that's on the house now comes on to, the, to those who are coming in, and we're able to impact society through that. And so that's why 800 seats uh, on that. And, of course, phase three, purchasing the adjacent property to expand, what do we need? 192. That's the starting point. My goal, let's close before December. And I know that holy that God's going to bring the 198. And in some ways, he's already doing that. But it goes beyond the 198. What's the, what's the loan price on there? Or what's the purchase price? 990. We're not thinking small. We're not thinking like borrowers. We're saying we're going to own this land. It's not going to be held by a bank title. 
it's going to be held by the title of the church is going to own that. So that's the number we're starting with is really God's going to bring in 990. And then what he's going to do is as that goes on there, the million dollars are going to begin to come to build and expand what we're called to do. So what does every person got to do? Pray. Holy Spirit, what are you called to sow into your refinery? You're not sowing into me. I just I want to break that stupid religious lie that it's about the pastors of the house. It ain't about us. It is about the thousands of people who are going to be transformed. And they're going to get it is about those who suddenly be set free. It is about all those little ones that are running around suddenly right across the street, Morningside Elementary School. Oh my gosh, what's the amazing opportunity to be able to impact an elementary school because there's a kingdom house across the street. I'm telling you, this is what's coming. Entrepreneurs, I'm telling you, there's so many of you in this house, and God's about to release something for you to be actually to build and expand your wealth so you can sow into the kingdom, not just into what we're doing, but into the, into the planet. This is where we're going. So I need you to stand up with me. Go and give me that next one, Chris, too. I'm sorry, I meant to ask that. There you go. Those are prophetic words. Land and building will be fully paid for without needing loan long term. So somebody says, well, why have you not uh, actually saved or waited for the total pretty? Go to occupy the lands to do that. The Lord said, go take property, go to occupy the land, and I will bring in the resources. What did he tell Joshua? Everywhere you step foot the territory I'm giving you. What if Joshua would never step foot in the promised land? Generations would never have experienced the promised land. It took Joshua and Caleb spying out the land. Let me tell you, I've been spying the land in the city for 15 years. Probably longer than that. Been spying the land. And the Lord says, now it's time to take possession of the promised land. So we, we sang these songs of believing today. And not because we were getting to this moment, but it really does work in this moment. So I want you to close your eyes right where you're at. And I want you just to enter into agreement with me in your heart that if God said it, he'll do it. If he, if he spoke promises about what this house, Legacy Church, and the Kingdom Resource Center was called to be as a blessing to this room into agreement with what you said, God. And so, Lord, would you speak to each is it? What's the gift? What are we to bring in order to be able to build what you're calling us to build, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord, that you would release faith in the room, but also peace in the room, not to get caught up into religious baloney or the way that previous churches have done building campaigns. We're not like any other church, God. What are you calling us to do as a family to occupy the land? And I just ask right now, would we come into agreement that you're going to unlock the resources? Just as you're there praying right now, the Lord said, I can bring somebody that would write one check, but he says that wouldn't be everybody being able to participate. The Lord says, no, everybody's going to be able to participate at some level. And then that's going to be the first fruit so that later there's others who are going to come I've got a prophetic word for three separate huge gifts. I know it's coming. Multiple people have given me this word. 
and they'd even invest in the refinery. So we just say, come Holy Spirit. Would you release the resources of heaven into the hands of kingdom people so that we can participate with you in the occupation of land and territory. Lord, so that as we develop land, we will continue to develop people and build the kingdom in our city and our region. And this first 6.49 acres is just the beginning of the land and the territory that we're going to take for the kingdom in this city. So I bless everyone now in the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. amen. Somebody give him a shout of praise. Come on. So. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.